Listen, I'm glad you're here, and I know you've already read the title, so you have a little bit of an understanding of what this episode might be about. I just want to say for those of you who are going to listen to this, and you're going to think to yourself, yeah, I'd like to quit my job, or I'd like to start something of my own, or maybe you already have a little side hustle, but you're sick of it, or maybe it's not making enough money, and you'd like to explore other options. I can't pick that for you, but what I can do is help you understand what things are probably a better fit for you than others, what things really wouldn't make sense given your current situation, and give you the information that you need to evaluate like, oh, okay, I think I could try that or wow, that one has been oversold to me and it's just not right for me. I'm going to help you do that. It's obviously something I'm very passionate about. And I'm going to break this all down in a Zoom, a Zoom training. So if you'd like the link to attend that live Zoom training, it'll be interactive. All you have to do is go to shaleen.com forward slash gig, G-I-G, shaleen.com forward slash gig. Hey, thanks so much for joining me here today on The Shaleen Show, where we're going to help you come up with all of the reasons why You have everything you need and the timing is right for you to quit your nine to five or to start your side hustle. Today, I have guest and friend of the show, Amy Porterfield on. Amy is someone who, I think she's one of the very first podcast guests I ever had. I started listening to her podcast show when I first started out and it was interesting to hear another female who was teaching at the time social media and marketing and her businesses have really evolved. One thing that we're both really passionate about is the fact that like you need to do this now. And it's so much easier than it's ever been before. And she's released a new book that I think you're going to love because she really walks you through all of those objections that you have in your head. Like, well, I really don't have the extra time. And doesn't a business cost a lot of extra money? And what if my corporate job is so good, I look foolish to my family and friends for thinking about starting something of my own? Well, today, Amy helps us break it down. And she's been there. She is someone who had like a killer job. You'll hear a little bit about it at the time and walked before she really had the perfect plan in place. People probably thought she was crazy outside of her mind, but she knew what kind of lifestyle she wanted. So I'm asking you to listen with an open mind, with an open heart. We're going to talk about a lot of different subjects. We're going to talk about what happens if your partner doesn't want you to do this. What happens if you really do not have any extra time or any extra money? What's really involved? And what if or how do you decide that it's time for you to quit or time for you to launch this thing? Like what's the number you need to be making and how do you put together a plan to make all of this happen? All right, guys, without further ado, Amy Porterfield. Amy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing this topic. I know it's something we're both really passionate about. So passionate, sometimes I think people must think I'm crazy or like chicken little, the sky is falling. But tell me what you see happening in just like the last six months, why you think it's important for even people maybe who already have a side hustle, like why they should consider an additional stream of income or for that person who's like, and I've got the perfect job and I love my career and I'm positioned perfectly for another promotion. Why is it important for people to consider creating something of their own, something additional? You know, for the last six months, really, I've seen a lot of movement toward entrepreneurship or starting side hustles. And I think it comes down to this. For about two years, as we were in the pandemic, all of our values changed. All of our view of the world absolutely changed. 
And what I saw more than anything is our ambition has changed, meaning we're still mm-hmm. ambitious, but we're ambitious about different things this time. We're ambitious about our hobbies, our personal lives, our family, our mental health, our friends, whatever it might be, where work isn't the very tip, tip, top thing that we care mm-hmm. about. And I have seen yeah. this shift over and over again. And as that's happened, people start to look around and they think, Wow, through the whole pandemic in my nine to five job, I've been jerked around. Don't come into the office, come into the office. Oh, you have to do this, you have to do that. All these rules and all these changes and people are like kind of their heads are spinning and realize that they are not in control of their life. When you have a nine to five job, you are absolutely not in control of Mm. how much money you make or how creative you can be or where you get to call the shots. So I think the pandemic and even just the climate that we're in today, Mm. it's kind of shaken things up and said, wait a second, what do you value? Where are your priorities? Mm -hmm. What's most important to you? And a lot of people are saying, I would like more control of my life. And I think that's where entrepreneurship is. I did a webinar recently and I just asked the live audience, like, what's the one word that you just really desire for your life? And I just kept saying freedom, 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 freedom. And so a lot of my listeners are not at all interested in owning a business because I think just like owning a business Sounds like you're going to have a hundred employees. You're going to have to go to the office and manage a bunch of people and know a lot about profit and loss statements, business plans, et cetera. So I've been just really trying to speak in using different terminology and language with my audience to help them understand. Like it's not necessarily even creating a business. Like think of it as just like, would you like a little extra income? You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that sounds like one of those posters on a billboard on the side of the road, but Today, it's so freaking easy. I know that sounds cliche, but it really truly is more so than when you and I started to just create something online. Yeah, I love that you say this. You know, I have a multi-million dollar business with 20 full-time employees. They're all across the US and my kind of business, someone might look at it and say, "Mm, I don't want that. That's too much. It's too big. But then I have a girlfriend who makes $5 million a year. She has one full-time employee. She has a very few products that she offers. She works about 25 hours a week. Is it OnlyFans? Just kidding. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's it's OnlyFans and she does the feet thing. So like uh, she's doing really good with it. I am not above it. All right. I mean, come on. If it, it called for it, we're there. But yeah, she has a whole different type of business than me and she's thriving. So anyone listening, here's why we can make this easy. You can make it whatever you want. It can be a side mm. hustle. It could be a digital course or it could be a membership. It could be coaching, whatever you want. But I have a student, her name's Carol, and she always thought about doing her own thing. She thought about it for years. She never really made the move to do it, but it was always in the back of her mind. She had a, a good job, corporate job. And one day she woke up and she got fired and she didn't have mm. anything set up. And so now she's looking around like, I, I should have started at least something. So I believe it's important to at least have a plan B in place. And that could look like a side hustle. I think the pandemic made people realize like, oh my gosh, even if you have like a business that could be wiped out. And that's why it's important to consider like a couple of side hustles, a couple of streams of income. But for that person who is, they're quite happy in their corporate career. They love what they do. It feels very, very secure. They can't imagine anything changing in the near future. And they also don't feel like they have any extra time Mm -hmm. to build something. They think it's going to take a lot, maybe more time than it really will. 
what do you say to that person? It's like, but I'm already maxed out and I'm very comfortable. Why should I think about creating something on the side? You know, I'm funny because in my business, I don't want to talk anyone into anything. So when you say it like mm-hmm. that, I'm just like, fine, then don't. If you love it and you're good, mm-hmm. see where you're at. However, be really honest with yourself. When you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking about how you spent your day or how you want to spend your life, are you doing what you want? Are you happy? And is there anything else more than you want? And I can't imagine mm-hmm. that person laying there thinking, nope, this is it. You know, you bring up a great point of having a good job that pays well, that you're doing your thing and you're busy, so you don't really have time to create something else. I call that golden handcuffs. And that is what I had. Yeah. I mean, you had the killer job, right? Like we go back, I remember hearing you worked in like what most people would think is their dream job for the person who everybody knows their name and they would kill to work for this individual and up and coming. What gave you the confidence, like, did you just know, oh, I've got a a perfect plan in place so I I can leave? Oh gosh, no. So when I was there, I was there for about seven years and I made great money. I got to travel the world, do cool things. And then I realized there was just one meeting I talk about in the book where my boss brought in a bunch of internet marketers and they started to talk about their businesses. And I thought, what are they talking about? Like they have so much freedom. They're calling the shots. They're so creative. I don't have any of that. Like it was Mm. a moment that I realized I don't have freedom. I might have a good job, but at the end of the day, I am not able to say I work for myself. I realized Mm. in that moment, I didn't want to be told what to do, when to do it or how to do it. So no matter how good my job was, I was not free. I'd hit a glass Mm. ceiling. I'd continue to bump up against that. And also I was newly married and wasn't seeing my husband a lot. And that Mm, kind of rocked me a little bit. I thought I've waited so long. I was 30 at the time. I felt like I waited a lifetime to fall in love and find a good man. And now I never even saw him. So I realized I just didn't have the life that I wanted. So did you then build a plan and make certain that your side hustle could replace your income before you quit? Okay. So here's what I did. I, I love this question. I created a runway and the runway looked like this. Number one, I got really clear on my why. Like, why do I Mm -hmm. even think I want to leave something that's actually pretty good? And it was that I don't want to work for someone else anymore. It was just glaring and loud in my ears. I wanted to be my own boss, called the shots. So I got clear on my why. Number two, I looked at my finances and I think this is really important. I had to figure out how much do I really realistically need to make every single month in order to get by for let's say the next year. And Mm. when you're a brand new entrepreneur, when you go out on your own, you're not also remodeling the house, taking vacations, buying a new car. You're going to sacrifice a lot in the very early years, especially if you go out on your own fully. And so I had to say, okay, if I'm going to sacrifice a little, how much do I need to make? Because my goal was I'm going to pay the bills and then put everything else I make back into the business. So in a year Mm -hmm. from now, it's actually going to be starting to grow. And so I got clear on my finances. I actually didn't need to make as much as I was making in my nine to five job. And that was really refreshing to see. So it's not matching. Yes. They don't have to be exact. I think that's what stops people. How am I going to fully replace this amount of money I'm making now? That might not necessarily be what you need to replace. So get clear on your finances. The third thing is I had to choose an exit date because I knew if I don't choose an exit date, and I don't claim that this is the date, come hell or high water, I'm doing this, I will never leave. 
I like security. I like safety. I like being comfortable. And that's all the things that my job gave me. But I also know there's no growth in that. So what I did is I wrote down the date. It was six months from that day that I decided I'm officially doing this, put it on a post-it note. And I didn't just look at it every morning when I got ready. I asked the question, what do I need to do today to move me closer to this date? Because the mm-hmm. only way you have self-confidence is if you keep the promises to yourself. And this was the first really big one I knew I was going to keep. So what do I need to do today to move me closer? Do I need to listen to a podcast, get a digital course, read a book, call somebody for help? I started to think like an entrepreneur before mm-hmm. I ever left my nine to five job. And I started to get the knowledge and the skill set that I needed. And I needed those six months to be prepared yeah. to do what I wanted to do out there in the world. Well, the deadline effect is something that forces us all to stop procrastinating. It's like the deadline is fast approaching. We've all done the all-nighter. And when you know it's coming quickly, then you really start to put a plan into action. Yeah. So those are the three steps. What if, however, I don't even know what the heck I would be doing. Like, I don't know what kind of business to start. What about that person who's like, okay, I can set the date. I know my why. I've looked at my finances. However, I don't know what it is. Okay. So when I had that meeting where my boss brought in all these internet marketers, I looked at my best friend and said, I want what they have, but I have no skill set that would translate into entrepreneurship. Like I really Mm. believed I knew nothing, which now Mm. 14 years later, I think everybody has skill sets that can translate into a side hustle or a business. So here's what I do with my students. I take them through the sweet spot and the sweet spot is four quadrants. So when you're starting to think of what would I even do? This is what you do. Number one, the first quadrant is where are you getting results already or where have you gotten results in your personal life or business life? Maybe you were sitting on a couch eating bonbons for months and then you decided I'm going to run a marathon. And in the next three months, you figured out how to run a marathon. And now you want to teach other people how to do that in your personal life. Or in your business life, where are you really good? Where do you get results? What do people ask you about all the time? What skills do you have? Everyone has them. So there should be many in there, I promise you. So first you look at what you're good at, your knowledge, your skill set, your results. The second quadrant, you start to think, well, who do I want to serve? Who do I want to help? And when you think about them, you ask yourself, what are they struggling with? Because you want to align where you got results and what solution you can offer to people's challenges. So those two are really important to be aligned. So who do you serve? What challenges do they have? The third quadrant is where are people spending money? So when you think about what you want to do, let's say that you want to help people meal prep, that you're really good at meal prep and you want to help people meal prep so that they can lose weight or get healthier, whatever it might be. So you want to think, are there books about this topic? Are there podcasts? Are there digital courses? Are people spending money for coaches in this area? And some people will say, Amy, it's already being done and it's being done by someone really important that's kind of got everybody's attention. There's probably not room for me. And I say that is absolutely not true. And what I know for sure is if people are making money in there, that's your first validation. It's it's proof Mm -hmm. that this topic is hot. And now there's always room for you if you are willing to get in there, do it your way and stick with it. I came on the scene teaching Facebook marketing when everyone and their brother was teaching Facebook marketing. This is way back in the day. So I am proof that you can carve out your little space. So Mm -hmm. are people spending money in the area that you want to create a business in? The fourth and final quadrant is what lights you up. 
Notice I didn't say, what is your passion? Because I think that stops people in their tracks and they get really in their head. But you're going to be talking about this morning, noon, and night. You're going to be living this. You have to at least do something that lights you up and you're excited to talk about. So again, real quick, quadrant one, where's your skill set, knowledge, know-how? Two, who do you want to serve and what is their problem? Align those two. Three, Mm -hmm. where are people spending money? Four, what lights you up? Do a brainstorm around that. Do some journaling around that. That's your first step to really getting clear on what might you create. I love that. You know, and I think for so many people, they let that first quadrant become their obstacle because they don't believe in themselves enough to see. I hear this all the time. I don't have any skills. I don't have any resources. I don't have anything that I'm getting results at, but they're often, I think, just too close to themselves to see it. So sometimes it's digging into that first quadrant with somebody who does know you and is like, are you kidding me, Shaleen? You do fill in the blank. You know, there's so many things that we don't even realize it's kind of a big deal because we're good at it and we get results from it. And so we're like, I didn't even think about that because it comes second nature to us. And what about that person who, for example, I, I met a lady at my last marketing event who she was one of those people who said, I have no skills. I have no resources. I have nothing that I'm getting results at, but I had a lot of stuff in my house and I just started reselling it on Poshmark and reselling it on the real real and on eBay mark and Facebook marketplace. And before long, I realized other people were donating things that I could then resell. And she turned this thing that she just decided to start, even though It didn't have much to do with results or her skill per se. I wouldn't think that at the time she would say, I really want to help people who want to buy used articles. She just looked at, where's there an opportunity? And I think if we look at, what do I have? Like resources, sometimes resources is just, what's around me that I could start with? And maybe that gives you the confidence to build something that's more in alignment with what lights you up. So I love that because that's an example of getting into action to find some clarity. A lot of times, right? You're just, you're sitting there thinking, 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 going down a rabbit hole. But if you would just get into action, like she did, she started selling and, and started seeing that, whoa, this is working. Then people started donating stuff. So now she's starting to think, wait, maybe, maybe down the road, I want to teach this. She would Mm -hmm. never know that if she didn't get into action. I always tell people that the first few years of entrepreneurship or even just starting a side hustle, what you're creating is going to look dramatically different 10, 15 years from now, right? You and I are perfect examples of this. I used to do social media for small businesses. I don't Mm -hmm. even need social media anymore. My business is dramatically different. Yours is dramatically different. And what you started with and what you do now. And so give yourself that space to figure it out and do things and and trip and fall and get back up. That's the fun stuff to kind of figure it out. It doesn't feel fun in the moment. I know it feels scary, but when you look back, you're going to be so glad you started. I want to take a moment to brag about my sleep score, which is a big deal because it's also my push goal for the next 90 days is to average an 80% or better sleep score. And the only way you know your sleep score is if you have a way to monitor and track it. I am not a fan of wearing the watches. It messes up my outfit. I love my aura ring. And I'm kind of obsessed with all of the updates to the app. Like it's crazy. For example, the other morning I woke up, I'm getting ready to go to the gym, but I was really dragging. Like I was feeling so tired 
and just not myself energy-wise, even though I knew I'd had a really good night of sleep. I looked on the app and it was like, hey, something's going on with your body temperature and your heart rate. This would be a really good day to rest. I was like, done. I did a sleep study several years back. It was really expensive and it didn't tell me anything other than the fact I wasn't sleeping great. The Aura Ring tells me everything. It allows me to conduct my own sleep studies, basically. I don't have to guess if my sleepy gummies are working or if it helps to add magnesium. Like, I don't have to guess. I can actually see for myself if it's effective or not and what works the best and what happens if I give myself 20 minutes of sunlight early in the day. I can actually see the difference in my sleep. And I couldn't do that without an aura ring. It's like space age technology in the form of of a super cute ring that matches whatever your style. Like they have one that's gold, one that's black, one that looks silver. So if your health is important to you, it starts by understanding your sleep. And no one has more accurate technology than Aura Ring. I'm incredibly proud that they are finally show sponsors. So please go to AuraRing.com forward slash Shalene to support the show to get your Aura Ring. You're going to get $15 off your purchase when you use that link. Again, it's AuraRing.com forward slash Shalene. Speaking of supplements that I've been tracking with my Aura Ring, about six months ago after doing blood work, I found out that I was deficient in magnesium. My integrative doctor suggested that I increase my magnesium to help with my bone density because I was showing signs of osteopenia and osteoporosis runs in my family. And I'm like, okay, so then do I need a calcium supplement? They're like, no, you need a magnesium supplement and you need a super high quality one because there's seven different forms of magnesium that your body really needs to function at its highest. And a lot of the magnesium supplements that are on the market are just one strain. I'm like, I don't want to take seven additional supplements. So I found a company that makes a product called Magnesium Breakthrough that actually includes all seven forms of the magnesium. And I started taking it initially just for my bone density. But when I looked at my sleep score after I started taking Magnesium Breakthrough, I was like, well, this is the only thing I'm doing different. And my REM sleep just continues to get better and better. So why waste money on a magnesium supplement that only gives you one or two strains or isn't high quality? So if you want better sleep, better energy, help regulate your blood pressure, bone density, less irritability, and less muscle cramping, you definitely want to look at doing a high quality magnesium like magnesium breakthrough. They've created an exclusive offer for Shaleen Show listeners, but can I give you a piece of advice? And I hope they're okay with this. I'm just going to say it. They offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. So here's what I would do. Because if you get a 90-day supply, you save 25%, which is huge. Plus, they have the special right now that if you use code Shaleen, they're going to give you that discount of 25% off. Plus, they send you a pair of blue light blocking glasses. And blocking blue light is also going to help your sleep. Listen, if you just want to get a bottle, you save 10% off with that code. But I'm just saying, why not save 25% off, do a three-month supply, and if you don't love it, then take advantage of their money-back guarantee. But hello, I'm saying do the three-month supply and save yourself some money and get yourself a pair of glasses. And all of this, you'll need to use code Shaleen when you go to Meg, M-A-G, breakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. Meg breakthrough.com forward slash lean to get your special gift. What about the person who has been, I don't want to say conditioned, but there's no really other word for it, conditioned to believe that they need someone to tell them 
Uh, what to do, when to do it, like all the different steps. And they aren't really cut out to be a leader. What about that person? This was me. Absolutely. I tell the story in my book that I was really good at having a boss. My first boss was my dad. I had a really strict father and it was his way or the highway. Then I get into the corporate world and I had bosses, usually all male bosses telling me what to do. And where I got into a tricky part is that I kept looking for validation. So I, I had some daddy mm. issues looking for validation from my dad. <laughs> and then I get into the work world and I want my boss to give me validation. So I worked really hard. I would go above and beyond. I mean, you want me to work every weekend? You got it. You want me to jump how high? Like I was mm. in it. Mm. I was actually a really good corporate girl. And so in the book, I talk about this topic of unbossing yourself. And mm. unbossing means that you go through a journey of realizing that you can lead yourself no matter what. You do not need anybody else to lead you. Now, it's a whole process because when I got into being my own boss, I looked around and thought, no one's validating me and no one's telling me what to do. And this feels really foreign. So three years into my business, I had almost hit a million dollars in sales. Like that's a big deal for me. And so my yeah. business was doing well. But I had met this guy in a mastermind who we started to talk and he suggested that he come into my business and he become a partner because he had all these amazing ideas of what we could do together. I'd like to tell you that I thought about it for a few weeks. I talked to a lot of mentors. I went to my lawyer to look at a contract. I did none of that. I slept Mm -hmm. on it for one night and I told him, yes, he became a 50-50 partner in my business a few years into my business when I was actually successful. And the reason being is I didn't truly unboss myself yet. I thought I needed somebody else to help me and guide me. And what happened was we started working together and the business exploded. It did really well. His strategies were amazing. But all of a sudden, I stepped back into employee mode. We get on a call and 20 minutes later, I'd have 20 action items. He'd have zero. Something didn't Mm. go right in the business. I call him, what are we going to do? What should I do? Are we going to be okay? I lost myself again to stepping into, I'm a great employee. Mm. Fast forward a few years and I woke up one morning and thought, I don't even know who I am anymore. And Mm. I hate this. This is not what I wanted to create. So I had to go through a whole year of figuring out how to get out of a partnership. And it was sticky. I talk about it in the book and I won't get into it, but it was really bad. And I cried all the time. And I thought I would lose my business because I didn't properly unboss myself. So this is something that you have to work on over and over again and believe that you can lead yourself. Well, I've long said that the people who are often like the best at creating ideas and plans and systems are perfectionists and they're people pleasers and they would make incredible entrepreneurs, except they're the ones who can't because they handcuff themselves. They've got this belief that like, it's got to be perfect. I don't want anyone to be mad at me. I can't make a mistake. And so they'll have this like, this plan to launch, this plan to quit, this plan to, you know, quit their nine to five. But because in their mind, they can see all the problems with it and the errors, they just never pull the trigger. So to that person who is a perfectionist, who is a people pleaser, should they be waiting for things to just line up perfectly? Like how perfect do things need to be? How well thought out does the plan need to be developed? Very little, very little plan. I don't even believe in business plans. Quite honestly, when I wrote the book, I realized I've never even seen a business plan before. (laughs) And I really don't think that that is necessary. And I think it's going to stop you in your tracks. So 
So I think yeah. it, that's why I love a side hustle because a side hustle, you can kind of figure it out as you go. You don't need a yes. full blown out plan. You don't need to know exactly how much money you're going to make or what the conversion rates are or what the funnel looks like. You just start to kind of piece it together. And it, it as long as you're taking action, you're going to get clarity and put it together. I think that the more you try to plan this out and get it all right, you will never do it. Especially for my perfectionists, you will never take the leap. And so I believe you do it scared. I believe even though you won't think you're ready, you do it anyway. I remember the day I drove out of the San Diego offices at my last nine to five job and thinking, what am I doing? Have I lost <laughs> my mind? But I kept coming back to that why. I didn't want to be told what to do, when to do, or how to do it. So I went for it. So yeah, I don't think you need a full blown out plan. Should we just expect that there's going to be a lot of mistakes? We're going to make a lot of mistakes? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is something that I didn't do well in the beginning. I thought that it would work out because I was a good employee. So I know how to manage myself and manage my projects. I can do this. And then like within the first year, I did my first launch and made $267. I thought I'd make like a hundred thousand dollars. It was horrible. And I cried for a week and I was just a mess. But I wish someone told me, make all those mistakes, make as many mistakes as you can the first few years. You will learn so much. I don't know about you, but I still make like every, like and oh. I, every time I make a mistake, I'm like, well, this is good. It's more proof to those people who think that you have to get it right. I've been, you know, in business for 30 years and every day there's like major mistakes and not from the team, like by me. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I made this big mistake recently in my business. It was a budgeting mistake. And and we're like, oh my gosh, we're so off. And then someone said, I'm like, why are we off? This is ridiculous. This shouldn't be it. She like- Heads are going to roll. Yeah, exactly. I was so mad. And she said, because you decided da, da, da. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to be quiet and sit back. uh, Next item on the agenda, please. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Moving on. Okay. So, but what about that person who really has anxiety around the unknown? Like they need- a little bit more financial security maybe than the average person because they're responsible. Maybe it's a single mom and she is right now $25 away from being in the red. And so there's that fear that number one, do I take what little money I have to invest in a side hustle that's not proven? What if I make a mistake or that thought that, gosh, I really don't have any leeway here in terms of our financial situation. So this is a scary proposition. Yeah. And I think that's valid. You know, I was just talking to a friend of mine right before I came on and he was telling me his story of leaving his job and moving into entrepreneurship. And he said, I wanted nine months of living expenses before I left. I really Mm -hmm. just needed that. It wasn't like I chose a date and I'm going to leave on this date. I chose a number. And I said, when I get to this number, I'm going to leave my job. Now, he had to be super disciplined. And it, again, took nine months. But for those who are like, Amy, I cannot not make money. I can't Mm -hmm. burn right out of the gate and have no money coming in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't do it then. Get disciplined and committed. Save the money you want to save. But also, let's not save three years of living expenses. Let's not get kind of crazy with our plans because you will never do it. Do just enough so that you can finally take that leap. When I was working as a paralegal here in Southern California and trying to build a bunch of different side hustles at the same time, my side hustles were, and there were many, were probably making one twenty-fifth of what I was making at the law firm. But here's what I did. 
and this is obviously more risky than I think some people are comfortable with. But for me, I just knew, but if I quit this job, then I have 40 extra hours to devote to this other thing. So I could just times what I'm making right now by like this. I know if I just focused on this, I know not only could I replace my income quickly, pretty quickly, but I'd be much happier and I could climb in terms of what I was earning so much faster. But there's no way, because I was working full time. So there's no way really, because a lot of my side hustles back then weren't online businesses. There were things where I had to be involved. So there was no way for me to kind of keep building it and scaling it unless I had the hours available. So for some people, it's just knowing like, what's possible if this is the only thing that I had to focus on? Uh, And so the next question I wanted to ask you about is, you know, for that person who you just have to know that there isn't going to be a crystal ball. You're not going to know if your idea is the perfect one. If you're going to make more income than what you're making, you're not going to know for sure. But what level of confidence and belief in themselves is necessary or is it not necessary in order to make this happen? So in the subtitle of my book, I say, find the courage to quit your nine to five job. I don't say confidence and I Uh. don't believe many people are going to leave their nine to five job with absolute confidence. To me, confidence is I have a track record. I've proven that I can do this and and I'm going to go do it bigger and better. Courage is I'm going to take a leap of faith, whether it's leaving God, the universe, whatever your faith is, you're going to believe that you're going to be taken care of and you're going to figure this out. And so I believe it takes a lot of courage, which we all have in us to get this going But don't think that you're going to do it without the fear, without the anxiety, without the fear of the unknown. I don't think that's even possible. I've never had a baby of my own, but I know you have. And would you agree with the saying that like, you're never totally ready to have a kid? Is that true? Hell no. Hell no. You're not ready. (laughs) Right? But but women do it every single day because they have that desire. I believe that's the same with starting a business. You're never truly ready and you sure as heck don't have it all figured out, but getting clear on why you want it will get you moving forward. I'm going to ask you a really difficult question. So let's just say there's this person who is in a marriage where her husband is the primary source of income. Maybe she's a primary caregiver for the children. She's got this idea for a side hustle. Right now he's all the finances, et cetera. And he is absolutely in disagreement about this venture. Doesn't want her to do it. Doesn't think it's the right thing to do. Thinks it's going to divert her attention from the family, the kids, and isn't just not supportive, just is actually against it. What would you say to a woman who's in that relationship and her partner just is not in agreement? Celine, I love that you asked this question. I don't get to talk about this a lot and I have a very controversial answer to it. Mm. I know people are going to come for me around this one. And my book really speaks to a lot of women. So this is going to come up for them. If that is your situation, the first thing you're going to do is, of course, sit down and explain why this means so much to you. Don't explain the business or the business model. Explain your feelings and emotions around why this means something to you, whether it be that you want to contribute to the family, you want to create a bigger legacy, you feel like you have something to offer in this world. Wherever it is, you sit down and you have that honest heart-to-heart conversation And if the conversation, and funny enough, in my book, I give you scripts to have these conversations because I know it's Mm. a big deal for many. But if you have this conversation and he still does not believe you should do it, I think you should do it anyway. 
And mm. that is hard to say. And I have a beautiful mm-hmm. marriage. And if my husband didn't yeah, want me yeah. to do something, it'd be really hard to do it anyway. Mm. But here's why. You will hold so much resentment down the road if you really believe in this and your spouse, the person you count on the most, doesn't believe in you and so doesn't believe you should do it, you will hold resentment and you will always wonder if that were to work. Now, how you go about it, you've got to figure that out. But my answer is you do it anyway. And -hmm. the thing is that your spouse it's likely not that they don't believe in you. I actually shouldn't have said that. It's not right. that they don't believe in you. They are scared. They are fearful. Absolutely. You're going to They're fearful they're going to lose you. Yeah, you're not going to be around as much. You're going to have a totally different life now, mm-hmm. and that is scary for somebody. So mm-hmm. have empathy and compassion for where they're coming from, but that doesn't mean that you don't do it. I would say and I, and I love that we can have this conversation. I am Yeah, what would you say? That, that? that would be a a big big reg flag for me it's it, that would be a big enough red flag to say like i think we need a mediator let's yes let's, let's go to somebody else who we can kind of because obviously i think this is the work for a therapist to uncover why does one person want to control and i'm never a fan of like doing things that our partners don't want us to do but i would also be just as reluctant to understand why somebody wouldn't want something that their partner wants so desperately. So I think it needs the help of a therapist or a mediator and uh, some deep conversations because you're right. You know, that kind of control, it sounds like control to me, comes from fear. Usually it's not that they don't believe in you. I think it comes from like fear of loss, fear that they're going to lose your attention, fear that they won't be as important. You won't be as dependent upon them. And those are really uncomfortable conversations that should probably, you're much better off having that conversation with a third party, I think. I'm going to adopt that, my friend. When when I get asked this question again, I'm going to add, let's get a little help here. Let's get some support, yeah. mediator, therapy, because I do think that can solve a lot of problems because yeah. I'm not going to get too deep into this, but where else is this showing up? Where else are right. you playing small because you feel like you don't have the ability to go out and do what you want? So I like that the next step would be some kind of therapy. I believe in that. Yeah, that's my answer whenever I'm like, I don't know, go to a therapist. Yes, amen. (laughs) Although I play the part of one on my show. (laughs) When it comes to uncomfortable conversations, though, like I remember putting off calling my boss for I don't Mm. know how many months, even though I knew he would be supportive in the back of my mind. I also knew that it was like past time. I mean, there, it wasn't like I thought I was going to, I'm, I'm quitting. So it's like, it's not like I can get in trouble, but I was so afraid about having that conversation. So I have two questions, two parter. First one is, do you even tell your boss that you're building something on the side? And number one, and number two is how do we get over that fear of going to the principal's office to let our boss know that we also want to be the boss? Mm, yes. So what I talk about in the book is that you don't know anybody all the details. So you get to decide how much you want to share. Actually, in the book, I talk about when when you decide you're going to leave, be very careful who you tell. Not everybody deserves <laughs> to hear about your dreams. I told mm-hmm. three people, my husband, my mom, and my best friend. And for six months, those are the only people that knew I was plotting to leave eventually. And so I was careful because I knew if I told somebody who didn't think it was a good idea, I would actually believe all the reasons they told me why I shouldn't do it. I was that vulnerable at the time. So be careful who you tell. 
But at one point or another, you're going to need to give your two weeks notice. And yeah. before that, let's say you're starting a side hustle. I don't think you need to tell anyone unless it's against the rules of the business. I don't think anyone needs to know. And if they ask about it, you share as much or as little as you want. But we don't need to advertise this because you just don't need all the opinions when you're trying to just get started. You're vulnerable in that time. Mm -hmm. When you do tell your boss, when you do give your two weeks notice, that's your discretion of how much you want to tell. Again, you do not owe them anything more than that two weeks. In the book, I talk about if you've been with the company for a while, maybe you want to give a month's notice. I gave a month's notice. But regardless of that, I did not share my entire plan of my business when I quit. I just said, I was actually vague. I'm going to go out and do some consulting, which is essentially what I did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to see how this shakes out. And that's all I said. I love it. You mentioned a post-it party. Can you explain mm -hmm. to our listeners what that is? Yes. Yeah, so there's different things. I love post-its. I love my office supplies. And so there's different things that you can do. But one of the post-it parties that I talk about in the book is coming up with the idea of what you want to do. So kind of going back to our sweet spot, when you go through all those exercises, I want you to be writing the answer to all the questions I ask in the book on a post-it note, and you're putting them mm -hmm. all over the wall. So you can kind mm -hmm. of start to see things come together, move things around, take things off that aren't true, add things that are. So I like to get into motion when you're starting to brainstorm and think what you want to do. So coming up with your business idea through a post-it process, I think makes it so much more fun and actionable. Mm. So if you had advice for someone who, you know, look, if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice that you think would have helped you to pull the trigger maybe sooner mm. or that person who like, like we talked about, they're, they're perfectionists. They really, they're ready, like close enough. Let's go. What would you tell them to help them just realize now's the time? Like I need to do this now. Okay. So first of all, I would say that life is short and not guaranteed. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. So sometimes we act as though we've got all the time in the world to go after what we want. I could show tons of proof that that is not true. And so just remember how precious life is and how deserving you are to live a life on your terms. Everybody listening deserves that. So that's just a little bit of the philosophical side of it. But the other side of it is this. You literally can get started tomorrow with the side hustle. Anyone kind of sitting on it or waiting too long, the only thing you're doing is overthinking and giving into fear. So I started to flood myself with podcasts and books of stories of people who have gone before me. Inspire yourself, get into motion by educating yourself, flooding your mind with all the proof that if they can do it, so can you. Everything I've ever done, I look to people who have gone before me and I try to dissect how they've done it. I gotta tell you a quick story. When I was still in my nine to five job, I saw this woman online, literally with the business that I wanted. She was doing everything I wanted to do. I DM'd her and I asked her, can I pay for an hour of your time to talk about your business? She didn't have that on her website. She didn't do calls to talk about her business, but I just asked her. And she said, yes. So I paid her a few hundred dollars and I did the call at my lunch hour, but I was so afraid people would hear because the walls were thin. I got mm -hmm. under my desk. If someone would have walked in, I would have looked <laughs> ridiculous, but I was whispering, talking to her about her business. I wanted to know how to do it. That's the kind of thing that can get you inspired and in moving forward. Flood your mind with proof that you can do it. 
I love that. Amy, so powerful. Your new book is going to help that person who needs to see things in writing, needs a plan, needs the reassurance, needs the guidance, needs to hear these stories so that they understand like, okay, what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, I'm not alone. For those who are interested in getting, because it comes out in what date? Right February 21st. But you've got some special bonuses for people who pre-order. Yes. I've learned as a new author, pre-orders are everything. They tell the algorithms that this book is important and I would greatly appreciate a pre-order. So I created some really fun bonuses. So if you go to twoweeksnoticebook.com, there are so many cool things that you get just for pre-ordering the book. So twoweeksnoticebook.com. Love it. And here's the thing I want to say to people. You're not going to remember to do this later right now while you're listening to this. If you made it to this point, you're motivated, you're interested, you want to do this. So do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. Go to twoweeksnoticebook.com. That link is right at the top of our show description. So while you're listening to the podcast, you can click on it. You can put your email address in there and make sure that you are on that pre-order list because it's how you support the show. It's how you support yourself. It's how you realize like, okay, I'm, if I'm going to make an investment in a book like this, I need to follow through. When it shows up at your doorstep, you're like, okay, this is my sign. It's time. Amen. It's time, my friends. Let's do this. Thank you for your inspiration. Thanks for being so real about all of this. And thank you for the message because I think that people, I keep saying this, the riskiest thing you can do right now is feel like you're completely safe with one stream of income, whether it's one side hustle or somebody else's income or this you know, super secure job that's never going to go away. Like with what's going on with the economy and AI, like we don't even need to talk about AI right now. We don't know what's going to happen the next year. So I would create that security system, that security blanket by creating something of your own. Absolutely. Thanks, my friend, for having me. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thanks, Amy. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.